0: We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? The hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk.
1: Welcome back to another episode of, of Rangs and Daggers. I'm your co-host out here in the Eastern time Zone, Kevin Knight, and with me, as always, is Nate McHugh. Nate, how are you doing tonight?
0: Well, when you are a uh, high school basketball coach and you spend you know four months coaching basketball, you know at some point it's going to end and ended, and it ended for uh, us last night, and we lost in the district final. Uh, it was a really close game uh we lost by i think 35 uh so um yeah so we're done and so now i have to figure out what i'm gonna do with my life after i leave work because the past you know four months or so i've left work and gone to the school and gone to practice or gone to games and so now i guess i'll be walking my dog more often so how about you Oh, I'm I'm doing absolutely
1: fantastic right now. So you know, no complaints from me.
0: Oh, perfect. The, so the calendar
1: has flipped to March, and it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is March Madness coming up. It is the best time of the year. Okay, I promise I won't try and like fake sing again to all of our listeners. So please don't tune out now that I did that.
0: <laughs> you know, someday I'm looking forward to the point where Nebraska basketball is going to be, I mean, relevant. I'm not talking about, you know, I thought, you know, I'm talking about like, are they going to make it to the sweet 16, you know, things like that. Cause I know, cause you know, you're a Michigan state fan number one and, you know, you just watched Michigan state beat Penn state. And so, uh, and I also know. watched Maryland choke at
1: Rutgers and mm-hmm. so a certain team that was picked to win the conference at the start of the season is now tied for first back in the driver's seat with one game to go. And all they have to do is win and it will be the second of his career three-peat for a conference or a conference title. So if uh, Michigan Izzo, State wins yeah. it on Sunday, yeah. Second no, time he, they would win three in a row. You
0: know, that's, you know, he's an okay coach. You know, he's a, uh... Um I'm sure there are other schools that would take um Izzo over their current coach. I'm sure there's at least one or two. Um I don't know if I that would be Nebraska. Uh I guess that'd be a transition. I love transitions, so uh so one thing we we're he, we
1: were thinking he, he, about. Let's let's oh sorry, let's throw some shade at Iowa here. He's he's obviously just too too premier for Iowa. He's not mediocre enough, so Um, But, you know, Iowa happened to beat Ohio State 55, whatever it was. So that let's use that as our transition to the Ohio State-Nebraska game. Oh, perfect. Uh, How
0: about you you go ahead and continue then?
1: Uh, Sure. Yeah. um, Ugly game, uh, 21-point loss. Uh, Yeah, that that about sums it up, right? We we move on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's move on.
1: Yeah, uh I uh, quick rundown of the box score on on it first. I guess Deshawn Burke had 13 points and led the Huskers. Cam Mack had 12. Um about it 18.8% from the three-point line. They made or you know from behind the three-point line rather. They were 3 of 16. Uh offense did not travel on this one. Overall from the field, they were 35.6%, 21 of 59. Uh, that about sums this game up. Uh, it was a home game, and we couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, which let's use that as our transition to our next game, <laughs> Northwestern, and free throw shooting, which set a modern record for the past decade of just futility.
0: Just, yeah. <laughs> It's impressive. I mean, you, you kind of got to look at it, uh, you know, because there are a lot of people after the fact, and I'm talking about people who aren't exactly Nebraska basketball, you know, fanatics. You know, they're they're talking about Nebraska basketball. You know, they they just can't get over the fact that a Division One team would go is was it eight for thirty? Is that what it was? From the free throw yep. line? Yeah, 8 for 30. I mean, last night my high school basketball team lost by 35 or whatever, and my dad comes into work at, this morning and said, hey, at least I bet your team could shoot better than 8 for 30 uh, from the free throw line. And so, I mean, th- this is just making Nebraska basketball relevant. I mean, it's it's an important step forward for Fred Hoiberg in uh, getting Nebraska on the national um The national map. I mean, we had uh, like Barstool, the national guys uh, talking about it. You know, so you know, in the end, maybe it was a good thing. You know, it's almost impressive. I I, some people. I mean, I really wonder. I mean, you shoot, you just throw the ball at the hoop thirty times. You think it might go in six. You know, and you think it'd be better than that if it was, you know, your Division One. Best well player but I I do have one thing to say about the free throw shooting uh, Chris Hetty tweeted out uh, the question or the poll um, if you were uh, what did he say cold as in like, you haven't been warming up or anything and you walked into the PBA a full arena and you shot 30 free throws in front of 10,000 people how many do you think you would make and I think I want to say 16%, at least when I voted last time, uh, said they can make 12 or more. And he said, you're lying. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It, it's, it, it's different when it, there's a team that has essentially some disease when it comes to free throw shooting, that they're all thinking about it all the time. And that obviously is what's been bothering them the entire year, among other things. You know, like making layups or contested shots around the rim. So that's a lot different than – because I promise you, you brought me – if you brought me up off the uh, – you know, for, from the stands and said, okay, Nate, you're in front of all these people who shoot 30, I promise you I'm at least hitting 15 if not more. Because I, I, mean, I routinely hit 9 for 10 generally when I'm at practice because the kids says, oh, he always makes it but then I'm not running up and down the floor cause I'm not a player. Okay. I'm not in shape. I can't play basketball at, at a high level or these kids are, these college kids are. So it's a totally different thing. Cause so, so that's why I think, you know, push the number up. Could you make 20 out of 30? Then the people who are saying, Oh yeah, for sure. You know, then I'm like, eh, I don't think so. Cause you know, cause you're in front of 10,000 people or more, 15, uh, thousand people or less. And, uh, yeah, they, oh. they
1: did claim that PBA was over capacity in the um, official attendance, which I'm gonna call fooey on that one. Uh, seeing the stands on camera with uh, you know, live on TV, I, there's no way that place was over capacity with how many empty seats there were. But well, even
0: yeah, we even know who's. It was an overcapacity.
1: Oh, and and that's not to take away the the challenge that is shooting a free throw in front of that many people. That's just merely I, I I couldn't really let that uh, fudged number slide without you know taking a little bit of a swipe at it.
0: Yeah. Oh no. I, I was actually going to go another way. Is that even though maybe the place wasn't completely full, there's still a lot of people there, and you know that's a game where the, the teams they're playing, you know, Nebraska Northwestern. Uh, they're combined thirty. or sorry, thirteen for forty-two, and you have a full arena. I mean, that's that's oh, yeah, why also I also
1: a valid point.
0: Yeah, and that, that's why I I, you know, I keep going back to the fact that Nebraska is a sleeping giant. I think, and I'm talking about a giant like Michigan State, Duke, North Carolina. You know, I'm talking about like I don't know, like the next rung down. That if you get the right person here, which I think we do, we have that person, that when they get it going, it's gonna go. Because that place is gonna be rocking because we're just waiting for Nebraska likes winners and we love supporting winners. We love events. I mean we you know, we would do great, even in Omaha. I'm not talking about Creighton. I'm talking about some of the Olympic trials and you know, boxing or you know, boxing events. We we like sports around here. And so it's just waiting. It's just waiting. And it's going to take obviously more than this year. And I think probably more than next year, because if people keep talking about all this talent, but we're still going to have to play a lot of the same players that are playing this year. And I get, you know, I don't know. We don't know how great the talent is, you know, sitting on the bench You know, hopefully that kid from Wisconsin that committed, uh, Toby King. Name? Yeah. Toby King can play. And now I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Sorry, but, uh, yeah, so I guess that's will well, Leave it at that. Well, no, let's uh, uh, let's highlight one uh,
1: particular player who we expect to be back next season, which is Uvan Udraago or I- Ivan U-, U. Yeah, anyway, the French guy. We all know who he is. Uh, he set on Sunday against Northwestern the Nebraska single-game freshman rebounding record, and for that matter, the single-game rebounding record for PBA. Uh, he tied it uh, at 19 rebounds against Northwestern. He also got his third double-double of the season, which is a tie for the most ever by a Husker freshman. And they're still guaranteed at least two more games, so you never know—he could break it.
0: Well, he's been doing a lot lately. I mean, he, he's obviously figuring out the rebounding part, and he seems to figure out making a shot around the rim. Um a little bit better, maybe he's we always say he's seventeen is he's really young. I expect him to grow, hopefully grow up, you know higher you know taller uh so if people want a little glimpse around the the curtain, when you see all these media members tweeting out these like very, these really uh like a fact like you just said um how it's the most sent to blah blah blah. They're getting that from Seamus Knight from the university. And I don't know if people realize that mm-hmm. um, because Seamus actually initially sent out, and did you say who was the most sense? Did you say the person, the player?
1: Uh, no, the okay. player who did tie, rather that Yvonne did tie for the single game record at PBA. It was uh, Bruno Fernando last year at Maryland who set, Uh, the record initially with 19 boards that Yvonne tied on Sunday.
0: Okay. So so, um, as far as tying Nebraska or the most sense among former Nebraska players, there are some media members that tweet out that the 19 rebounds he had was the most since 1999 when Kamani – I guess he had Kamani Friends twenty. I'm reading his email right now, and I'm not not entirely sure what he wrote, but this is the email. Yvonne Duagros nineteen. Rebounds today is the most since Alec Alec March since nineteen had nineteen against Missouri, not Kamani Friends twenty in nineteen ninety-nine. Apologize for that mistake. So if you are if you ever wonder where are all these media people getting all these facts, it's from uh, the People at the university and they do the university does a great job of sending on email, giving you some very interesting facts. And so we try to use that here in the podcast every now and then. Uh, so anyway, so that's, it is a, you know, it's this, the Northwestern is the worst team. I guess now we might be in the big 10 and
1: Technically we lost. Yeah. <laughs> Northwestern owns, a sweep. Northwestern owns a sweep Their two wins are over Nebraska Nebraska's two wins are over Purdue and Iowa Well, oh, perfect One of whom is currently down 10 at home To the other As we are uh, Speaking on this podcast
0: Oh that's great um, So you know uh, Yeah whatever I mean there's just one of those seasons I'm not I'm kind of looking forward to when it's over so then we can move on, move on to the next one you know it's just been one punch in the gut after another so uh let's see anything else about Northwestern I do have a question for uh,
1: you. yeah it's not not really on Northwestern I mean Boo Booey is a pretty awesome name I hope he sticks around for a while um and uh yeah crappy team but young we'll see if they develop into a threat down the road so uh yep go ahead with the question
0: okay so i i was thinking about this and and it's not like a really i don't know maybe it's not really that tough of a question but if you had to i don't know if you actually had a savings account that's your um you know something bad were to happen, you were to lose your job. You needed that money, so however it was, three months worth of salary and possible expenses, all in that account. And someone pointed a gun at your head and said, "Okay, you you need to bet on either Scott Frost or Fred Hoiberg. Which one is is going to get it done, or which one is more? I mean, essentially." You're, you're guessing that one's going to get it done, one's not, and I'm not going to say that which one's going to which one's going to get it done first. Maybe you want to maybe you want to take it that way, but which one's going to get it done? Assuming one's not, I guess. So, uh, so my question, yeah, that's the question. So between the two, I mean, which do you? It's almost like which one's the the more for sure bet? You know, you got. Two, I think we have two very good options. Fred Horberg, uh, you know, obviously has done it at the college level, and I guess some people could argue so was Scott Frost. Um, as far as what "get it done" means, I think that that's just up to you. It's subjective. Your "get it done" might be different than mine, and I don't even know what mine would be. Uh, it probably it probably depend on the sport. You know, with uh, football, it might be winning a division. Winning division, I don't know. Maybe for other people, it might be winning a, a conference title. Bra- you know, basketball. Maybe for me, it might be. I don't know. It might be winning an NCAA basketball game, <laughs> I and mean, that's a really low bar. But I don't know, and that's almost not fair. I mean, as far as comparing the two, so maybe the next might be for me would be Hoiberg winning. I don't know, getting to. a – Sweet sixteen, I guess maybe that'd be yeah. So I, for me, I'm going to define it as Hoiberg
1: getting it done means reaching the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, and for Frost, it's going to be winning a conference championship game. Um, the I think that that's comparable because putting yourself in the position to get to a conference championship game, I think Northwestern and uh, a couple other. Um, kind of unique scenarios over the years across other conferences besides the Big Ten have proven that putting yourself in position to win the conference is a high bar, but not, say, something like making it to the college football playoff. Um, I, I think that's more closer to, say, getting to Elite Eight, I, I think, is comparable um, for basketball. Uh, so I, I'm going to define it that way, and I, and that's why I think that that's somewhat fair uh, to set the bar as between the two sports, and I I will uh, go with who gets to it first, and hands down, I say Hoiberg.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that, that could be two different questions. I mean, who gets to it first? I mean, because that's almost easier, you because know, basketball, in my opinion, uh, it's just easier to flip things around. Uh, because you think about, you got, let's say Delano Banton, Derek Walker, uh, the the uh, Kobe King and uh, Shamil Stevenson. Let's say they're all like really good players, and maybe they could be. And you know, we, 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 you know, we'll find out. And then you still have Cam Mack. All of a sudden, those guys are injected in your lineup. I mean that that could happen next year. I mean, I'm not going. I'm not expecting it to, but I mean, it really could. And with football, I mean, especially after the news this week with J.D. Spielman, you know, going home for the spring football, and then Javon McQuitty retiring. We've had two kickers (laughs) essentially leave the team. Uh, One medically retired, and the other one uh, going back to play uh, club soccer. And now I think it's it's a four or five. Uh, scholarship wide receivers are going into spring ball and that's already a position that we were down and now we're down our best player in the past, you know, three years. And so it seems like football just it keeps on. It doesn't go the way you want it to go. At least for Scott Frost. Uh, and he could turn it around this year, but is he going to win a conference championship this year? Absolutely not. I I mean, Next year, and you gotta be happy if we make it to a bowl game with that record. And so, yeah, the quicker one would probably be Hoiberg, uh, but but the I guess my thought about this, you know, as far as this thought exercise was, I think Hoiberg is just the more first sure thing because he's done it. As far as you know, not the lead eight, right? Um, he made the Sweet Sixteen. He's played. You know, he's coached in the NBA. And you just kind of have that thought that he's a for sure thing. Where I mean, if we're all serious, Scott Frost, you know, he had a magical season, and it and might he might have been doing a lot of it with, um, you know, a lot of the players that were there Central Florida. I know they went zero and twelve, but before that, I think they were uh, were they like a ten win team or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, UCF
1: is a program that is very much crater and uh top of the cliff so to speak or you know top of the mountain kind of thing. It, it's very hill and valley of up and down. They they were like a 10-win team 2 years before he got there. So they went from like 10 wins to you know 0 and 12 or whatever it was the year that he got hired at the end of that season. So um it, it's not to take anything away from him, mind you. I'm not I'm not trying to pick a fight with any Nebraska listeners here or anything. I'm just, yeah, he, he did an impressive thing at a school where it was definitely achievable for him to have that kind of success because he was the right hire. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him.
0: Yeah. And guess what? You can't win the Kentucky Derby if you have a donkey. So, and, and that, yeah, you know, I just I heard that from a former coach that I used to coach with. He's a who he, he was very successful. And, and you know, essentially the question I, I was talking to him I was like, you know, you must be a pretty good coach. He's like, Well, guess what? If you have really good players, you are a really good coach. If you don't, you don't. And so he, he must have had you know, Frost had really good players. Uh, if you go by the NFL draft, he obviously the roster wasn't that great, but guess what? It looks like Nebraska's going to have possibly four people drafted in Nebraska football in this upcoming draft. Uh, at least three, I would think. And they're all on defense. And the defense, while it was better than, much better than the offense, it still wasn't great. And uh, so that's just another, sh- you know, it's just showing you, you know, because I think a lot of football is a lot more development. That's a lot of, you know, you're looking two, three years down the road with basketball. It's like, okay, what are you going to give me either this year or next year? Because guess what? You might transfer out. And maybe that's going to become the case of the football too.
1: Yeah, I mean, basketball rosters are so much smaller. It's so much easier to do things on a quicker scale, which, I mean, it's partly why I picked Hoiberg on being able to get to the second weekend is it's – not at all an easy thing to achieve, but it's a far, far easier thing to achieve than the level of success of a conference championship in football, I think, as um, particularly in a conference as strong as, say, the Big Ten in either sport. Uh, now, I'll get to more on that later in basketball at the end in my usual why we should love Big Ten basketball
0: rant, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I... Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, if you want to go Scott Frost's direction, if you wanted to, I would say the argument against Hoiberg is that when he was in Iowa State, he lived off of all the transfers, and he was kind of one of the – not the first, obviously, but one of the early pioneers in that field. And now that's what's coming – everyone's doing that now. And so it's like the advantage he had when he was in Iowa State – is essentially gone. And so now he's going to probably have to figure out, I would, I would personally like it if he could at you know at some point, I know he's probably trying to win now, but you know, I don't know what happened to Donovan Williams. You know, the, the kid that was re- committed to uh, Nebraska and then he decommitted uh, someday. Mm-hmm. I assume we'll find out, but you know, he's, he's going to visit Kansas. He's going to do an unofficial visit to Kansas. I think this weekend, and so it's like, well, oh, if Kansas might want him, maybe we should too. You know, I know we're going hard after Hunter Salas, and I, you know, the chances sounds like the chances of us getting him aren't that great. Um, but we're still in it. Uh, I guess Iowa State actually might be pretty close in Hunter. So, I mean, if
1: it's Kansas, it's probably there's a big bag man out there who's trying to recruit him there. So, and I'll probably go there right as Kansas ends up getting sanctioned and all of a sudden that's no fun
0: and then he'll come back home (laughs) (laughs) maybe
1: Uh, Uh, or just you know declare for the nba and not get drafted because he barely gets any playing time as a freshman in a program that you know is in shambles because they finally got their due after all those years of cheating well this is true but Mm. anyway with with that bitterness about kansas i think maybe uh we take a short break, and then we come back and preview the last two games of the regular season for 2019-2020, oh. Nebraska basketball. We've reached the end. And just like that, we're back for the end of the season. Thank God. <laughs> can you believe it. Yeah, I mean, can you believe it? It's been a long time, but it's been st- – I, I, I know Nebraska basketball has been bad, but like, can you – can you remember a season that's been this much fun in terms of sheer competitive chaos?
0: Uh, as far as are you talking about Big Ten? Or are you talking about Nebraska? Just,
1: all, all of <laughs> all of college basketball,
0: but in particular the Big Ten. I think it's 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 more fun to me knowing that almost there's almost no school. In the conference, besides us bottom feeders, that have any idea where they're going to end up? You know, you know, and I can see maybe Maryland, Michigan State. You know, right now they're tied at the top, but everyone else they're fighting for seeding right now in that conference tournament, and then and then also fighting for you know seeding in the NCAA tournament because then you say there's eight teams currently in the top 25?
1: Yep. Eight teams in the top 25. That's the best in the country. The next closest is, I believe, three. Um, but I mean, there's four teams right now within still in the running for first place or rather a share of the Big Ten title. Um, the, what, what's the number? So before tonight's games, before Michigan State at Penn State, before Maryland at Rutgers and before Purdue at Iowa, there were 14 games remaining and there were literally 16,384 scenarios for what could end up happening with Big 10 tournament seeding now that Maryland lost at Rutgers and Michigan State won at Penn State they are currently tied in first place for the Big 10 at 13 and 6 each and right behind them is Illinois and Wisconsin both at 12 and 6 with two games remaining each. Whereas Michigan State and Maryland only have one game now. <laughs> that's There's four teams right now that could theoretically, any of them, end up with a share of the Big Ten title. With one game left for some of them. Well, That's,
0: that's craziness. Yeah, well, it would be nice if Nebraska was in that group. But they're not. So... But yeah, that's, you know, that's great for the Big Ten. You know, it's one that, you know, it's the best basketball conference in the country. I'm sure there's some Big East people that would be upset that I said that.
1: Yeah, but Uh, they'd be wrong. So (laughs) every single advanced statistic out there backs up the fact that the Big Ten is the best conference far and away and very well. Could end up with as many as 11 teams. That's an outside chance. But hands down, there will be no region in the NCAA tournament that doesn't have at least two Big Ten teams in it, based on every single seeding projection at this point. Um, and out of curiosity, I did look it up. Illinois and Wisconsin do not play each other in their last two games. So I was curious if one of them could play themselves out of contention, but they both could. Win their games uh, tomorrow or Thursday, depending on when they play exactly. I don't know about Wisconsin, um, Illinois plays again on Thursday. If both teams went out and Maryland and Michigan State went out, it would be a four-way tie for first place.:
0: I hope it happens, but I'd be, I, you know because one of those people and one of those teams that are tied for first are going to be fourth. <laughs>
1: true you know, it, they will yeah. end
0: up as the fourth seed in the Big 10 tournament so oh that's a, that's probably a pretty big deal so
1: yeah uh i forget what it is i think it's um it's actually second or maybe it's first i i, I can't remember who it is that has the late game on friday because all four of those teams get the double bye in the conference tournament and the uh the, the i want to say second seed Actually, second or third seed get the last game of the day and then they turn around with, you know, maybe 18 hours of rest and have to play again the next day. So it's the first or the fourth seed are really the teams that you want to be in that scenario, Um, because the other two have the later game, if if I remember the schedule right. So in reality, you don't want to be the second and you don't want to be the third seed if it's just purely on a seating basis and you still get a share of the regular season title. If you want to set yourself up for a chance to also claim a conference uh, tournament crown, that is, of course.
0: I was going to say, I mean, Nebraska basketball fans wouldn't know, but you know, having a share of the regular season, you know, title in a conference, I don't and I know, like, like Kansas has done it, what twelve or fourteen years in a row, or something like that. Uh, I think it's closer to like twenty. What was it twenty? Maybe really? I,
1: I, I don't know. I mean, there, maybe I'm thinking of their NCAA tournament streak is closer to thirty now. Although that's destined to be stripped by the NCAA if they have a spine. But <laughs> who am I? Who am I kidding? The NCAA does not. So, um. Yeah, maybe it's uh, only the teens that they are for conference titles. I'm not sure. Yeah, and, and uh, I think that's it.
0: But they I, they snapped I, it last year. Yeah, is that right? Because uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I was celebrating when they did because you know I don't like Kansas as I'm sure everyone is well aware of by now.
0: So yeah. well, it's I guess now that you know I'm thinking out loud. I think it would be, it's probably a better, a better honor, you know, a greater honor than of winning the regular season of your conference, especially in a conference like ours, than winning the conference tournament because it's conference tournament. Essentially it's this matchup driven. It's just who's playing better that day. And it might be, you know, you know, health wise, you know, things like that where, you know, the conference season, it's over the you know, the course of numerous months. And uh so I am I, you know, I think it's uh someday Nebraska hopefully we'll get there. But you know, the Big Ten how it's looking at it now, it's gonna make it pretty difficult. But we you know if we get, you know, ten teams in this year, or whatever the NCAA tournament, uh you know, Nebraska could be eleventh one day. And that'd be fine. And uh, that'd be an upgrade and that's what we're looking for, so Yay.
1: Very <laughs> much true. Yeah. Um and as a point of reference for why the um Big Ten is better than the uh Big East. Uh where is it? Here it is. So if you take out Nebraska and Northwestern, the other twelve Big Ten teams have an average of 5.7 quad one wins. The Big 12 averages five. The top 12 teams in the ACC average 2.8 and the SEC and the Pac-12 3.1. I guess CBS didn't actually bother listing how many quad one wins on average the Big East has, but still, point being, yeah, we are far and away the best conference this season. So. Well,
0: yeah, and your and your team's at the top, mine's at the bottom. Or, uh, you know, I know. I mean, your one your one team is at the top, and my one team is at the bottom. <laughs>
1: Um, Brutal, I mean, man. Conference, conference pride. Let's pretend to be the SEC for a second, right? I'm,
0: it's a I'm lot kidding. easier for I'm me. It. I know it's a lot easier for me in football to do the conference thing, and it's mainly because the SEC is so you know braggadocious. They're so like, look at that score, you know, like you know Georgia, did, you know, or I guess that was South Carolina when Dennard was. Going to get you know, got a fight with Jeffrey, um, and they end up beating us. And so, and what I hated is then the SEC is going to be, see, they beat Nebraska, you know, but then if Nebraska beats Georgia, you know, and then all of a sudden it's we're questioning the motivation of Georgia in that game, and so that's why I'm like. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, yeah and of course they're like but we still have Bama or in this case but we still have LSU it's like okay but you're a Tennessee fan yeah. what what does that do for you who have a garbage team what does that do for Vanderbilt what does that do for Missouri you're a fan of Missouri or Arkansas like seriously you're going to try and argue about the supremacy of your conference or, you know, of you being a fan of your school because you're part of that conference. Um, Whereas my my arrogance of the Big Ten right now is just merely the fun of how enjoyable it's been watching the conference basically just cannibalize itself in terms of everybody's beating up on everybody in the absolute chaos that it is. That that's the fun for it. And it's completely different than football because you lose one game, your season's gone down the toilet to some, you know, hair on fire degree of, if you want to take it that way. Whereas basketball, you lose six conference games and you're still in the running to be uh, at least a share of the crown, depending on how you do in your last game of the season. So it's, um, it's somewhat apples and oranges, but uh, when I, when I'm bragging about the big 10 to everybody listening, it's merely just the fun of how good basketball has been this year! It's it's the fun of that with a little bit of joking, uh, you know, rah rah rah, we're the best kind of humor. Not not really because I mean I I still hate Iowa. I still hate Wisconsin. I loathe everything about Purdue. I don't like Maryland. I don't like Pat Chambers. And good God, don't even get me started on the next opponent of Michigan.
0: I was like, say I still hate yeah, all of that's... those teams. Oh, and speaking Patino. Of, I don't like Patino. And speaking of who you hate, we play Michigan and um next, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because like we're, we're gone long enough from what I can tell. Because Yeah,
1: yeah. Their leading score uh probably should have been arrested for lying to police. There's some hilarious body cam footage from the Uh, police officers who interviewed him on that. He was suspended for the previous game against Nebraska. This time he will be playing. Um, Yeah, that's about it. We can move on from those losers, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I I expect that we're going to lose, and that'll be our 15th straight conference loss. Just got to keep that record going. I'm going to sneeze. Go ahead. One second. Uh yeah, Muck That that's what I'm gonna say to that. I'll keep it
1: G-rated. Uh Muck Fishigan, we're gonna win, and it's gonna be hilarious because they're gonna be looking ahead to their game against Maryland and the turtle soup that they are going to think that they will enjoy with their crab cakes, and they are going to lose to the Cornhuskers, and the Cornhuskers are going to snap their losing streak. That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna be optimistic about it, we're gonna feel good, and we're gonna beat those Snotty jerk faces. So with that, let's move on to the final game of the season that we played at the barn of Minnesota and their just gauche white floor that matches the skin tone of a Minnesota winner at this point. It, it is a Minnesota tan on that floor at this time of year, and we will have to endure a game of us playing on it.
0: That's all right. It's basketball. we got to enjoy basketball. Because, you know, after the Minnesota game, I assume we're going to be, I think, what, matched up with Michigan in the conference tournament? No, no, no.
1: Actually, we'll probably turn around and play Minnesota again. Oh, that's because right, yep. that's right, right, right now they are the 12th seed in the Big Ten tournament. And the 12th oh. seed gets the 14th seed, which unless we upset Michigan or upset Minnesota – um, Northwestern will lose out, obviously, and have the tiebreaker over us, and we will be the 14th seed because they beat us uh, twice. So,
0: okay, so this is what's going to happen. We're going to beat Michigan because they're just looking forward, and you know they're not even thinking about us. Then we're going to beat Minnesota because, I mean, at this point, I mean, are they, are they that much better than us? I don't know. I mean, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. they are 12th
1: in the Big Ten, but they're 13 and 15 overall, and. In conference play, they're seven and eleven.
0: Yeah, and the, you know we're what
1: <laughs> <laughs> two and sixteen. Two and, yeah, uh, there's I mean, yeah, there's no mathematical way. We we already played ourselves into the bottom two of the conference quite a few games ago. At this point, there was no recovering from that hole.
0: Okay, but when we beat them, that's two in a row. And then we're going to turn around, and play them again, and beat them again. That's three in a row. Who would we play next? Um you probably don't have a, a that, that a, is
1: a good question. And in all reality at this point we don't know because there are probably still like twelve thousand to fourteen thousand combinations possible yeah, at this point. We're gonna,
0: need, we're gonna need you to throw a team out there. Okay. So we'll just, uh
1: let's go with let's go with Rutgers.
0: Yeah, we'll four, in a row. Rutgers. four in a row. Okay, so yeah. then after we beat Rutgers, we're probably gonna have to play I'm assuming Let's just make it up
1: and say it'll be Michigan State.
0: Michigan State. And, boom. And that
1: will not be five a in win. a row. Five in a row. <laughs> no. No, that's not happening. Actually, I think in reality you'd probably play the um or the three seed or the four seed? Um uh, at that point. Because we would have made it to Friday for only the third time, I wanna say ever. Um for Nebraska in the expanded Big Ten tournament. Um, oh come on! It can't be that far away down here to find a mock bracket. Uh, I have a lot of tweets that I have to scroll through. Okay, you know what? I give up. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Let's say it's the four seed. Just so, like oh, I have, it'll probably be like Maryland.
0: You give up? You gave up looking for that? Just like I have on this Nebraska basketball season. Yeah, clearly I.
1: Oh, you know I I should have looked in my retweets because it was a retweet, so. I you know, right. still should have shown up. You know, nobody cares, so I'm gonna give up on that.
0: Yeah, so let's uh, call it a night. Um, yeah. Got uh, something over Penn State, and yeah. uh, so let's go.
1: Let's go prepare our feast of uh, yellow and blue rodent for thursday perfect i'll take Throw some like rosemary and and some other herbs in there or something that'll probably make it somewhat uh
0: stomachable mm-hmm. so. rosemary is one of my favorites so yes i'm looking forward to eating uh wolverine <laughs> <laughs> most definitely uh, i think the closest thing around here is probably badger but uh I don't see too many of those. Well, I mean, there aren't any living Wolverines in
1: Michigan and the only one in like the past century died in 2010. So no wild Wolverines in that state. Is that right? Yep.
0: Hmm.
1: All right. Well, you want to close it out? Yep. Uh, Please everyone uh, follow us on your favorite podcast platform and you'll get Every episode of, of Bang Rangs and Daggers, are wonderful, uh, amazing content that we bring you each week. And you'll also get other lesser podcasts that are still fantastic podcasts, such as um, Five Heart Podcast and John's Post-Life Crisis. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Bangs and uh Myself, Nate, and Patrick, uh, all on there. And as always, go Big Red and you stay classy, Nebraska.
0: Let's beat Michigan.